This is our vital moment wrap up for May 8th, 2022. My name is Ron. I'm the lead pastor here at Vital Point Church. And today I am the host and I'll be interviewing David Baker, David Gilmore Baker. He taught yesterday in our (laughs) 3.0 series. And uh, it is so good to be able to be on this side of the mic and you on that side with me asking you questions about yesterday's uh, talk mm. message in our 3.0 series, Church 3.0. It's been an exciting series as we've looked back to the early church in Acts and tried to draw out some of the things that we believe are critical as we move forward. And yesterday, May 8th, was the word generosity. Yeah, David, why don't you bring us up to speed on the passage, the section that you were focused on, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, we... I, it's funny because we look at this series, it's kind of hinted at a few times through the series of what the early church was doing and this whole idea of generosity. And so we didn't touch on it too much. I know you wanted to touch on it last week. You're like, oh, I was itching to just touch on generosity because it was so cool, but I left it for you. So um, I yeah, got because it was in it was in the, it was in the Acts 2 section that I was yeah. dealing with. But you, you weren't in Acts, Acts chapter four. Four, yeah. Um, but what we see through this series so much is that this church and this people group, community people um, practicing the way of Jesus were super generous, radically generous, I would even say. So we looked at Acts chapter four, where it's talked about that they had, they were part, they were like one mind and one soul where they, everything that they had, they saw it not as their own. Um, And there was no needy person around. And for me, when I read that, I had to ask the big question, do I see generosity like that in our world right now? Right, right. Like these two phrases that the possessions that were their belongings, they didn't even say that there was theirs. And then they also said that there was no needy person among them because the early church was so radically generous with everything they did and everything that that was about them. So um, I think it was a really good time and a timely message for us as a community, but also for our world and, and, and church to see that it's a time to be generous. A lot of people are in need and, and teaching yesterday and having this conversation with our communities in Exeter and Poplar Hill, like you could, you could tell, you could feel like from standing on the stage, looking at people's faces, you could, you could feel the need mm-hmm. for this in people's lives. And it was fascinating to see And conversations after were really cool. Um, people just in desperate need. And yeah, yeah, I want to jump in there because I believe that the reason why we want to talk about generosity is coming out of a season where mm-hmm. we've been forced to be away from each other, um, in either isolation or whatever. Um, we need to relearn what does it mean to see other people. And recognize that I need to be aware of what's going on in their lives Mm -hmm. and that I have to find a way to um, meet even physical needs or, or in the sense of, you know, 
like recently someone I knew um, couldn't drive to our Poplar Hill location due to the high cost of gas. And this person didn't have a job. And so, you know, I, I, you know, personally, I just said, I can meet this need. I didn't have to pray about it. I just, mm -hmm. I, I had money in a separate little can at home when the person was visiting my house. And so I just, I a gave little piggy them bank. a little piggy bank, my little piggy <laughs> bank that I put my change in. No, I, I actually, I just took this, some money and here, this is for gas for, so you can get to church on Sunday and, mm -hmm. and you know, the, the, I think the, the what marks the um, uniqueness of the church is the ability to meet those needs and not even mm -hmm. think about it. Yeah. Absolutely. What was what was a big point that you figured? Like you worked hard on this message, so mm -hmm. talk to us about sort of the big point. I think the big point that I wanted for everyone to take granted what I had to learn this past week when writing and getting ready was how do we live from a place of generosity. Because the early church, the phrase that we use so often in the series is we must look back to look forward. What is the church 3.0? And it's not holograms and all of this crazy digital stuff. It's like this idea of we must look back at the ancient uh, church, the beginning of the way, the early church, to see what they did. Because in, it worked then and it can work now. And they were radically generous. So the question I asked so much the, leading up to is how do we live from a place of generosity? And what I learned from this is we need to defeat the spirit of poverty. Because the early church, they literally lived with everything that they had, all of their possessions, everything that they owned, clothing, food, resources, everything with open hands. And in our culture right now, wow. the norm for us is to hold closely to the possessions that we have. Like we, we naturally live with a, a tight grip on everything because we've worked so hard for it. It makes us feel comfortable. We feel successful, seen. And it's interesting, right? Where when you read about this early church, it says there was no needy person among them because guess what? They met the needs of everyone. Yeah. They didn't have board meetings to vote on a social experience to meet, read the, meet the needs of these people. No, it came out of as people who were in need, the necessity was, was rising up. They just did it because they just lived from this place of generosity with open hands. So for us as a church, I really wanted us to help us understand. And I had to do the hard, hard work in my own heart of how tight do I hold the things in my life that I own and my possessions, whether it's the material or even my attention or um, whatever, whatever it was, my goods, right? And I really wanted us to learn that we, that God desires his people to live from a place of generosity because he's the God of abundance. He will meet your needs. He will meet the needs of the people around you as you step into those moments and meet the needs of others where you hold with open hands. Yeah. And that was big things because the, the holding with open hands, what I realized and and a lot smarter people actually came up with this stuff and which is amazing is that when you hold things with open hands as the early church did. You learn that what you have is not your own. Like you, right. you, you don't own it. God created everything. So he's, he's the originator of generosity. He's the originator of the own owning everything. He created it. And it's actually, he created it because he's a good host and he wants us to enjoy it. So we become stewards of what we have. Right. And he wants us to open our hands and say, yeah, this is mine for right now. But guess what? I'm going to learn that what is mine is also yours. And yeah. so you give it away. Yeah. Let me just jump in because yeah. I think yeah. the, the verse um, 34 of Acts mm. 4 says, there was not a needy person among them for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. Yeah. That's yeah. descriptive of what they chose to do 
to meet the needs of others. Mm. It's not prescriptive in the sense, well, we should yeah. be doing the same thing. So it's, a, I think what we have here is a description yeah. of the open hands to realize that mm-hmm. if I have all of this, and obviously in the ancient culture, there was extreme um, abundance and extreme mm-hmm. poverty. And so these people saw this stuff with an open hand. Therefore they were able to just give it away in the way they did. So Mm -hmm. it works itself out a little bit different in our context, but the, the the heart and the mindset is still the same. I'm not going to like, I think, think about someone's garage that is just filled with stuff, right? You know, our Western culture is so much like we, we, we build these homes. We have these spaces, storage units, what to consume and make sure that we have the stuff that we have and want to have where this early church would have seen this as like, okay, what are you guys doing? Give it away. Like meet the needs. Yeah. Like it's like, like God will provide for you no matter what, you don't have to hoard these things up and just, and just gather and consume. And they, it was just such a natural thing because they saw Jesus do this. Right. Ultimately, like they saw his sacrificial living where he actually lived from a conviction of that. There is enough. We so often in our world right now live the lie that Satan told Adam and Eve that there isn't enough. You don't have it all. Right. So you better right. go and take. Right. Right. And Jesus, yeah. Son of God, but was fully human lived from this conviction that God, his father created this world that there was enough for us to have, to live a beautiful life where we didn't have to consume and just hold so tightly but it was an actual act of open hand, like live with an open hand to see what the spirit of God will actually do with you to meet the needs of the people. That was fascinating. So what does that look like for a church going forward then? I think for like, I not think I believe, um, I believe when we do like, we've got a community impact team, right. And we do a few initiatives and events a year. Um, And I believe that's essential for a church to vision cast, also see what are the community actually needs? What do our regions need and how can we meet the needs of those? But for a church where it's like the church body as individuals as well is actually waking up in the morning and planning to be generous. Yeah. Like whispering and saying a prayer, journaling, singing, um, saying, Holy Spirit, give me the eyes and ears to see who I need to be generous to. Right. How can I plan to be generous in my life? Not just wait for leadership or a group of people that are really passionate and, and, and lead the way and lead the charge on these things, which is great. But I think for us as a church right now in, in our society, what we came through in the last few years, people are dying to be with people, meet the right. needs with one another. Like, like, like people want to be with one another. Like we've got a woman part of our Exeter site where she'll go to, th- she'll go, she goes thrifting. And she buys these things, it sings for herself, but she holds everything with an open hand that she's like the spirit of God allows her to just freely give it away. And she meets the needs of others. It wasn't waiting for someone to say, Hey, I think you need to do this. No, she literally just lived with this conviction that she needs to meet the needs of people where this is just, I think this is what the early, the, the church needs to do now. Yeah. Not wait, like ask God, like, with my practice of generosity, because it's a practice, it's a spiritual formation of practicing yeah. this. Yeah. Where if you align your heart with what the spirit is desiring the church to do, I believe we would actually reveal the heart that God has for people when we just step into those moments and say, God, okay, give me the strength, allow me to be generous. And how can I meet the needs of people around me? And people yeah, would actually I, receive the heart of God when we do that. Yeah. And 
we often would even say that the more we open our hands with our possessions and our belongings, Mm -hmm. the more we posture ourselves to hearing the voice of God or the whispers or the nudges or the, or the moments of, and it's interesting because so oftentimes we try to discern, is this God or not? Like when, when that person was saying, I didn't, you know, didn't have, um, when I gave the person money for gas, for example, to get to church on Sunday, it was interesting. I didn't even, it was just a small little nudge. I didn't have mm-hmm. to determine if it was God or not. Mm-hmm. I just know that that little box with some money in yeah. it is to be used for whatever. So and this is, this is just coming to me. Sorry to interrupt you. That's fine. Yeah. I'm used H- to it. Hannah and I, my wife during COVID, we started a, a free coffee shop called fade to black in Exeter. Mm-hmm. And like, it's good coffee. Not like Tim Hortons, let's just buy a craft thing and just pour it out and just give it away free. No, we, we decided as a family that we're going to start this free coffee shop and just, just give it away. Just meet people and give it away. We went to the farmer's market and we had a sign that said free coffee. And people, it's fo- so funny. People didn't see the sign that said free coffee. They're like, oh, what do we owe you? I said, no, no, it's just free. Just have it. Right. It's all about you. Just go for it. Like, just enjoy it. Tell your friends about it. And it was fascinating to see the faces of people because then... They stopped and talked. It wasn't, uh, right. oh, I've got to pay for this because I want this. It's this is given away freely to me. Like, I, like what what's this all about? Right. See, generosity is something. It, it, it's radical because it actually makes people think. Okay, what is actually behind this? And you'd be like, no, it's just my heart for you. Like, yeah. I I just want to be kind. This so is- it's in some ways you're talking about the church then living countercultural. Yeah. In a way where the generosity opens up the door for God to work Mm -hmm. in the generosity. So I was thinking about it um, for like, for example, for our connect groups, what does it mean for us as a church? I want to go back to that for a second. Yeah. There's a lot of our connect groups who'd be listening to this in our church. And if you're not connected in a connect group, get connected. Um, connected. I think if, if each of our connect groups were to, posture themselves were to see themselves as conduits of generosity Mm -hmm. and not wait for our community impact team, not wait for the leadership to develop something. Then I think that those, those acts of generosity become unique to that Mm -hmm. connect group and that Mm -hmm. expression of that connect group and the freedom to go do that, I think is incredible. Like, absolutely. Like I've had some people ask me, are we going to do a churchwide initiative for, Ukraine um, refugees. And yeah, I mean, that's, that might be a good idea to eventually get, go down that path. I would love to see our connect groups just say, we're going to take this initiative on ourselves. We're just going to go for it. We're just going to go for it. Yeah. We're not going to wait around. Yeah. And that's huge. And I think that's what's, that's what I think is so beautiful about understanding, holding things with open hands. It releases the grip of um, the taker mentality and allows us to live from that generosity. Postures. Yeah, and when and when a church, when individuals and a church lives this way, Christ is formed in us because He was formed generous. inside of us. He, he gave His life yeah. for us, yeah. and for and God so that, loved the world yeah. that He gave His yeah. so generous, right? So yeah, He's the originator of generosity. Yeah, like that. That was huge for me to learn this week. He's the originator of generosity. How do we know this? He gave His one and only son and before that he created this world for us to enjoy he is the great host and um, that's a great line a great host he's a great host he's got so many titles mm-hmm. healer way maker and that one this past week was he he's a host 
And um, I love that. And I think if we take on that, that, that idea that I'm a host, I think of this through a great party. When you have people over, what do you do? You meet the needs of them. You meet the food, you, you, the drinks, the music, the atmosphere is amazing. And people just feel loved and cared for. Yeah. And being a host also means when you're walking into a store, shopping local, when you're going to your kids' soccer games, you are a great host wherever you are. And you are a person that lives from a posture of generosity, not a spirit of poverty, where you plan to be generous, where you just put the acts of love and care and you reveal the heart of God through your generosity. And it just turns heads. And wow. that's my hope and prayer is yes. that the, the yeah. church, young, old, whatever age you are, that we would be literally known as the bedrock of generosity in our communities. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's really good. And I have no idea what time frame we're at, but um, <laughs> it's long, but whatever. we should probably wrap this up. And mm-hmm. I just want to say thanks for the hard work that you did on this. Uh, we've got two weeks left in church three, no, three weeks left in church three. 3.0. Weeks. Yeah. We've got this coming weekend. David Campbell's going to be talking on healing the following week. We're going to be talking about serving. And then the last week, I'm going to drop the hammer on how I see church 3.0 living in a secular culture. We are not supposed to run from it. We are to engage in it. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to be an important conversation as we wrap up this series, but we still got a few weeks to go. Thanks for yesterday. You did a great job. I caught bits and pieces of it. I wasn't able to be there and, uh, but got bits and pieces of it through YouTube and uh, yeah, if you're listening, not connected in a connect group, love for you to be connected. Just reach out through the website, vitalpointchurch.com. Thanks to David. He'll be able getting to get so connected. many people like sign up for connect groups. We don't have enough leaders. So if you are listening to this and you want to be a leader, please reach out to me at David, David at vitalpointchurch.com. Seriously, we are in dire need. This is what's so great. This is a good growing pain to have. So many people wanting to get connected. We don't have enough leaders. So, wow. Yeah. Amazing. That is fantastic. If you've never been to Vital Point Church in Poplar Hill or Exeter, and you're only part of our online community, we'd love to see you in person. Mm -hmm. It would be fantastic to have you. Thanks, Dave. And uh, it's been fun hosting. We'll talk to you later, everybody. Peace out.